0: Hi everyone, it's Simon here, and welcome to another episode of the Business Success and Coffee Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Ian Brooks, and Ian is from Rhodes Smiths uh, Consultancy, and he's based in Los Angeles. Welcome to today's podcast. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, Ian. Ah, welcome. To, glad to be here, Simon. And yes, hello to those
1: listening. Um, As Simon mentioned, my name is Dr. Ian D. Brooks. I am the CEO and founder of RoadSmith Consulting. Um, We are focused on specifically the performance of individuals, both professionally and personally in their own personal development. Um, I'm also the author of the book, Intention, Building Capabilities to Transform Your Story. Um, This book is a guided um, novel, really intended to enable people to develop in a more seamless fashion across the board. Um, I've spent my career over 24 years working with people, first starting working with um, individuals in a 24-hour lockdown ward as a clinical psychologist, and then I've made my way to working with individuals and people one-on-one to help improve their stories. Um, I've worked with companies such as Nike, Sony, Warner Brothers, Bank of America, um, Illumina, and many others, um, helping their employees improve, but also helping individuals as well, expand upon their current states and expand beyond where they currently are.
0: And it's it's interesting. Sorry, I didn't introduce you as Doctor. But, and the <laughs> podcast guests I've had have been a real mix. There mm-hmm. are those people who I they say, "Can you make sure you introduce me as Doctor So and So?" Uh, and this it's very much in their title. You now yours isn't on the bottom of the Zoom title, right. so uh, apologies for that. But um, no, no, no worries. Um, in fact, yeah, and, um, and then there are those that. Are, yeah, yeah. It's just an education. You know, it's that kind of difference, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's really that. And, and ironically, I look at my doctorate as a personal um, goal of mine to have achieved it. Okay. Now, whether someone calls me doctor or not, I'll leave that up to them. Um, thus, I don't prescribe it to anyone else. Um, if they see me as a doctor based on what I'm saying, and they find that I deserve that salutette, then quite frankly, then please call me doctor. Otherwise, you can still call me Ian, and I, I won't
0: take any offense to it. <laughs> <laughs> Just just before we get started talking about what we're drinking today, you, you mentioned your book and you referred to it as a novel. Okay. Yeah. Now, I'm going to pick up on that because yeah. um, I, I love listening to audio books. I don't mm-hmm. read many books, although I've got a whole bookcase behind me there for reference only. <laughs> um, and I love books that are parables, that are written as a story because I, mm-hmm. I tend to learn so much more. Is, what, what is the format of the book that you mentioned then? Is, you know, am I on the right lines with the novel or is, am I missing the boat completely? No, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and more specifically, it's a novel about yourself. And that's the way I like to uh,
1: describe the book because it's about creating an experience, one that I'm just guiding readers or listeners through as they're embarking upon transforming their stories. In particular, I'm asking the readers at the end of each part, and there are five different parts of which I'm writing towards, to really expound and think about who they are as individuals, asking hard questions around what they're willing to do, and then embarking upon their own journey of action and living a new life and living by a new way. It's interesting because I describe this as a novel, even though it's you know nonfiction because I want people to create an experience for themselves. Otherwise this book in and of itself is nothing more than a great dust collector, or a good doorstop. And it That's still cool. might be that in any capacity, <laughs> but the essence of really getting the benefit is the actual doing, doing as a way of, of not something to hide from as so much we're embarking on. And as such, um, I really think about this book as a novel, one that can be experienced and we learn through the first ideation of our reading through
0: it, and then use it as a reference point throughout our own lives Perfect. and journey afterwards. Yeah. So it would fit very well with me as a book to listen to. And then buy the hard copy, because it looks like it's a good hard copy. I love mm-hmm. hard copy books. Uh, would be a good hard copy for the reference to work through again at your own pace and uh, absolutely dig a bit deeper. Great. Yes. Great. Thank you for explaining that. So oh, you're, awesome. you're quite, you're quite welcome. Yeah. Now, let's talk about what we're drinking today. I, I'm, I'm cheating a little bit today. So I, okay. I've got my typical black coffee, but I've been talking. You know, it's my what, 6, 11 p.m. as I record this. Mm-hmm. So I've been talking all day. So I've dipped some honey into the coffee just to keep the voice going at the back here for, <laughs> for the rest of the day. Uh, tell us a little bit about Ian, the, the drink that you have today. Yes, um, I'm drinking a Sprite's Delight uh tea
1: number 717 um from PT um tea factory um my significant other at the time had purchased a box of teas from me from the netherlands uh, and yeah. on her journey there and it's something that's light and lemony and gets the day going as it's your evening time here it is yeah. uh, 10 a.m and now i'm just getting the vocal cords started so it's a yeah, yeah, great yeah. way to wake up in the morning and uh have something bright and as well as just tasty to start
0: the day. Uh, and this person didn't just sort of buy it on Amazon and have it shipped over. They actually no. bought it across. I love that. Yeah, yeah they, they, brought,
1: they brought it across the seas back to me. So it was a great, a great and pleasant surprise since I am a tea drinker. Um, yeah. Not much for coffee, but quite frankly, teach their own and whatever yeah.
0: gets us going in the morning or better yeah. yet, even at night. <laughs> yeah we, we well, must go do that it, it's interesting because my go-to drink and many of the listeners will uh already know this but my go-to drink in the morning is i always get a lemon squeeze some lemon into into my flask a couple of spoonfuls of honey and sometimes mm-hmm. some ginger and that that's my start for the day you know get the digestive okay. system going sure a little bit of um hydration into the system yeah mm. and of course prepare the the throat for the rest of the day as well. Sure. You <laughs> have, have to look after the throat when you talk all day long. Absolutely. So, I noticed as well when you were showing it me earlier on, you've got it in a particular mug. Tell us a little bit about the mug that you're drinking it in as well. Yeah. So for those uh, who want to be able to see, uh, it's, uh, it is a B mug. Um, yeah.
1: This is uh, the biggest mug I have. So I wanted to make sure that uh, I've got plenty of, uh, of energy throughout our conversation today, while also acknowledging that it's uh, my last name for Brooks. Um, It's also a reminder of one, you know, what am I actually doing the work I'm doing for? Um, It also is a reflection, as you'll see, even my coaching and even my business of Rhodes Smith is really anchored on family first. Um, And as such, this B represents my immediate family while also acknowledging Rhodes and Smith amongst several acronyms and analogies i use it for but one of them is that they're the maiden names of my grandmothers on both sides of my family Ah, so um so it offers that lens as well as we're creating our own roads and we're also the blacksmiths on our own journey forging metal and forging new behaviors so roadsmith has a dual dual reason and purpose one for my audience of whom i'm coaching while also being a reminder of where i'm coming from i love that uh, from the heart yeah i love
0: that and yeah I'm so disappointed in anybody who's listening to this who has ever known me over the years nobody has ever purchased a mug for me with a letter or a name on it you know I've had some (laughs) I've had some images on there I've had dogs I've had yeah I'm very big into my four-wheel drive so I've had four-wheel drives motorbikes nobody's ever thought enough of me to put a letter or a name on a mug so there you go this, yeah, we'll you there, that. That. yeah we'll have to do something about that do that yeah we to have to do something about that definitely so thinking about your your own business and you've given us an insight in into that already and i, I love the connection there of, of the name tell us a little bit about what you've been working on recently and probably most significantly in your own business
1: yeah you know, it's, it's really interesting to recognize the growth of which coaching has, has been afforded over the last 18, 19 months, with the mm. influx of COVID and what are our focal points at this moment. I think one of the bigger things that my business has really been focused on, and as a reminder, Roadsmith is focused on personal and professional development and their expansion of what people are experiencing. I found within the organizations is that they're grappling with a number of different challenges in determining which drivers among countless others will drive employee performance, especially in a virtual environment and creating business and ROI in ways that they haven't had before. And so building from that foundation, I've been working with organizations and people one-on-one to help navigate through that journey. Now within the organizational setting perspective, I've been working with groups virtually to create large scale changes on how do they communicate? How are they creating influence? How are they creating visibility and how are they developing talent? Um, Those have been the four biggest areas of which I've been helping organizations and their leaders navigate through their working virtually while also acknowledging driving forward. As you might imagine, the pandemic has authored in a a new way of working that one was first around survival. Now it's about what are the new routines? And so I've been working over the last, you know, four to five months, maybe even, even longer, um, eight months, really helping organizations build and look at that lens of how are we communicating, how are we breaking down our silos, and how are we, again, developing our talent in ways that they aren't necessarily sitting next to us. Um, I've also, in my coaching experience, been working with individuals on how are they navigating this experience, specifically around COVID early on, but now how are we reintegrating ourselves back into society and what that world might look like? Um, we all are hankering for that need to get back to our, our normal life where we're not um, subscribed to a particular location or place as much as helping them to expand that we are no longer defined by our situation, but, but, but defined by our experience, by what we are able to do knowing we can't control certain areas. So in that, how do I help in I've been helping individuals who've been overwhelmed um, with some of the anxiety that's been associated with COVID and now with their children and families, and now everything is just centralized. How do they now replace the noise of which they are that they had before and now focusing on themselves from a development standpoint? Yeah. I think in the last over the last 18 months, I've been have really seen individuals who didn't know who they were and that were captured by everything that was around them and what they were doing and the social media, and et cetera, that this, these last 18 months has forced them to really think about who they are and how are they interacting and how are they navigating with, even with their friends and family, knowing that the, those areas of which we can be distracted so easily are oftentimes the things
0: that keep us from being able to grow and be the person of whom we know we can be. And, and uh, you know, you've said so many uh, amazing things there, and you know, I know many of the listeners will be saying that that was me. And you know, it's it's been such a disruptive time, mm-hmm. but they've you know, we have to remember. You know, I, I'm in an age where I can think about the banking crisis. You know, mm-hmm. here in the UK, we had a significant recession in the in the early mm-hmm. '80s, just as I started work. You know, there were always disruptions around us, but I think one thing you mentioned right at the beginning there was that as we've had to work remotely, we've gone more online, we've had to work in different ways. The way we can influence people has Mm -hmm. changed significantly, hasn't it? Because the tools which we have to influence people are no longer the same as they are when you're in a room and you can mm-hmm. you've got a presence and you can use your body language mm-hmm. and you and i talking now and we we have no idea what either of us are going on behind below the chest level there the right <laughs> <laughs> i don't even want to ask don't want to know neither um, right. but but what what would you say to those people who have been struggling with either how they are being influenced by people or um, struggling with influencing people themselves, particularly, you know, if you're in charge and you're leading people mm. and you're trying to get the best out of people, it's been such a difficult time, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. it really has been a, a difficult time, um, especially from that corporation standpoint, from that influencing and getting people to do something different. I think one of the th- challenges has been, as we think about trying to get someone to do something different, we want them to focus on what our mission is and our purpose is and what we're driving towards. And in fact, pre-COVID, that would have been okay because there were so many other points of noise, we can probably get them to really focus on what we were actually saying and doing. Now, we've actually gone into a place where they're now focused on themselves. They're actually, their anxiety is around their own needs at this point. It's about that survival. Thus, they're less concerned about your survival and or your needs in that moment from an influencing standpoint. So because of that, one of the things that I do in working with my, my, my leaders is to say, one, let's, number one, let's be authentic to the situation. And it's beyond what we're trying to influence as much as authentic to where we are as individuals. That's less about ROI. That's more about the heart. That's more about the return on heartbeat, not return on investment. Yeah. In that respect, one of the things that um, I've really been coaching my leaders on, who've been struggling in that area, is to get to know the people in ways that you haven't before. Thus, how do you how are you communicating? Do you all know who they are as an individual beyond the job that, of which you might be asking them to do? Because of that, you're now forging a relationship. And with all influence, it's always been about relationship. Yet, over the last several months, clearly in the last year, has authored in, now I need to know who this person really is. So I can actually speak to them as though I know them and they know me and know that we're, well, what I'm asking is to do, go in a certain direction that benefits us all, not just yeah. benefits one or the other. Yeah. So someone who's, might be, who's been struggling with that, and again, some of the individuals of whom I'm coaching, we've started off with, how are we building the relationship? Less about an end point of influence, getting them to do something different, but start with engagement. Just sit down and listen to them, understand who they are, understand where they're coming from. Then once we understand that, we can now integrate what our objective is from an influencing standpoint or what we may need them to be doing in a different way, or what we would like for them to do to drive a certain strategy. Or quite frankly, it could be a family member of getting them to do something that, you know, that authors in a more of alignment As you think about some people want COVID vaccination shots, some don't. And I've had that conversation several times around influencing them on what's what's the reason you should, or potentially what's the reason you shouldn't. What it also comes down to is respect. In that conversation and building that relationship, respect is such a key part. And when we have respect, we're, we're not looking to influence for my own personal gain. We're respecting the differences in particular opinions direction, what it also means is I can disagree with you, but still go along with it, which in our corporate environments, historically, if you disagree, then that's, you know, we're blowing up quite a bit. In this case, it's now, again, authored in from a relationship standpoint, because I'm starting from a place of, I care, I want to know about you. Now we are authoring in a respect of saying, you know what, I can respectfully disagree, but still go along in that journey. Yeah.
0: And that kind of conflict, I know, uh, Patrick Lencioni talks about in in his book, Five Dysfunctions of a Team. But healthy conflict is essential because what you Mm -hmm. don't want, Ian, is people who uh, perhaps disagree or agree, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But then they go out into the corridor and they start, you know, bitching behind somebody's back or Mm -hmm. saying that'll never work. You know, you you want to get that buying. In the room, yeah. don't you? So you know, if you want yeah. to disagree with me, um, but go along with me, that's fine. But mm-hmm. then don't go out into the corridor and say something different, you know, be authentic to, to yeah. that decision you've made. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm I'm intrigued there. As you as you were talking, um, I, I want to give a shout out to all the people that uh, are on LinkedIn at the moment that okay seem to want to connect with me, but mm-hmm. then don't want to build a relationship with me, and I very yes. often send a message back to people because all they do is send me a sales pitch. Mm-hmm. I had one, I had to scroll down three times <laughs> to, get to the end of this. Yes. They've only just connected with me. That's not building a relationship, is it?
1: Yeah, but it,
0: it isn't. I, And I always message them back and saying, "Look, you know, um, I like to date somebody before they ask me to marry them. Mm-hmm. Please get to know me before you yes. try and sell to me." Yes. Um, so I love the way you talk there about the relationships, but also it's about respect. And I'd like mm-hmm. just to ask you a question because I think that's something that you know I've written down on my little note paper here, because I think many of us understand the importance of relationships. And, and mm-hmm. we all have some idea of how to build relationships, even the mm-hmm. people that use these bots to connect with me on LinkedIn. But very few of us actually really understand how we can get respect yeah if you were going to give something to the listeners that perhaps would be a tip of how to build respect or how to gain some respect what would Mm -hmm. you say to people listening
1: there are several things uh, and ways to build respect Um, the first is be authentic to your own voice Mm -hmm. and realize that you do have a, a voice in saying what you're saying Aligned to that voice is doing what you say you're going to do. Being able to be trusted and be accountable. Yeah. The third thing is, as we're now interacting, and that's just those first two pieces about self at that point. Yeah. And notice I'm always starting with self because we yeah. often subscribe, respect to somebody else that gives it to us. We need to be able to respect ourselves. <laughs> and that's yeah. why I bring those first two pieces up intentionally. Yeah. The third piece I'd say is as you're interacting with others is authentically listen listen not to respond but listen to hear listen to understand when you're able to listen to someone and to actually hear whether you agree with what they're saying or not or their position we're able to then understand who they are because who they are is authentic to them you don't have to co-sign on that Demonstration of, of respect in that essence of just being people feeling heard goes a long way. Also, having a conversation that is based off of solving something together versus being right.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can think of uh, many times I've had conversations that have gone that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. But notice how the difference of
1: that conversation goes if we're actually treating that person with respect, one, I'm hearing you, but secondly, so that we're now solving something versus I need to be right, I'm just going to do what I have to do. You're already putting up a contentious point of view and perspective, and you've taken it out of the context of what you hopefully are trying to influence and gain, and now have made the conversation solely about you and I.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And by, and by demonstrating those four things, you can actually start building respect. Now let, I also be very clear about this, too. It takes a long time to build respect. It, again, as you mentioned, let's date it's first before knows. we get yeah. <laughs> let, let, Let's date first before we get married. But also yeah. let's be very clear as well. It would only take one time to be disrespectful, to lose all of the respect that you have built up. Yeah. Yeah, and so, so just being conscious that it, respect does take time. It takes consistency. It takes trusting yourself and trusting the other person. Yeah. It also means that one instance can also derail that disrespect, that respect. Um, and you may or may not know if you've done that or not. <laughs> um, uh, you know,
0: and, but... and I think you, you've, yeah, I think you've touched on something really important there and because, uh, and now I know why you're a doctor, you see, <laughs> um, because it's, realizing when you have lost that respect in an instant because like you say it can it can go just like that Mm -hmm. don't let it lie don't Mm -hmm. walk away from it Mm -hmm. step up you know admit apologize whatever you need to do Mm -hmm. do what you need to do in the instance to gain some of that respect back because Mm -hmm. the building process is so much harder if you let that go and walk away from it and think you can go back to it later.
1: Absolutely. Like you said, you
0: don't always know. So, but if you're aware of respect, as you've given us four great ways of building respect, if you're aware of those four ways and you do feel you've lost it at any time, be quick to try and regain it. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's um, holding yourself accountable. And mm-hmm. it goes back to that first piece of doing what you say you're going to do, but that's yep. truly around accountability. And, if we're able to hold ourselves accountable and also it requires us to be conscious. We have to be in the moment. Sometimes we can get our emotions, let our emotions drive what we do and say, because let's be honest, we're operating 95% of the time we're operating unconsciously. So that tells me that we're oftentimes just reacting versus being in the moment and acknowledging that there's points in time that conversations are bigger than ourselves or that someone else may be experiencing something that we may not have seen or they're reacting to us in a way that shows us that either they've lost respect for us or for some reason they might have an issue. But it's such uh, an important point as leaders and just as people in general, as I work with individuals, to just be conscious in the moment, because that's so important, especially as we're trying to
0: influence, communicate, or better yet, just build strong relationships. And I love the way that throughout this uh, chat, you've been talking about the, the business side, the corporation side and the personal side, because I'm a mm-hmm. great believer that you can't separate the two. And you know, it's yeah. that old saying, we live to work and we work to live. Mm-hmm. So listeners, if you think any of this is um, more of the, the personal side and it's got nothing to do with my business, um, then you are so far off the mark because you, know, you have got to get both sides of what Ian is talking about here mm-hmm. cemented together because they, they do have an effect on each other. And okay, might be different proportions, but you know, I'm sure yeah. you know, when you're working with your clients, as you've, as you've mentioned, uh, you see both sides of the coin, that business Absolutely. and the personal side have, have to be blended together.
1: Absolutely. And it's also one of the reasons why um, it's very intentional. I use building capabilities to transform mm. your story. Um, As you just pointed out, our behaviors in work are probably very similar to our behaviors at home or our friends and family. It's about capabilities that are transferable. So as I'm working with individuals who are not very good communicators at work, do I think they're going to be better communicators at home? (laughs) Probably not. It's just the situation has changed and the dynamic is a little bit different. Are they better listeners? Are they better at engaging and asking people what they want or listeners, probably not. Likewise, the individuals of whom I work with uh, individually who are overwhelmed or don't know the direction, what do I think they're actually showing up at work being? Are they going to be the drivers? Are they going to be actually up front? Are they going to be your leaders who can articulate strategically where they want to go and what they want to do? And what does that impact up and down the spectrum, both for their employees? Oh yeah, and by the way, again, they don't know what they want in their own direction in life. Yeah. And so it's, it's really interesting, again, and as you pointed out, that what I'm describing and talking about is transferable, because yeah. what is consistent are behaviors, the situations of work and personal are just different of where you're actually applying it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And just because you are a good speaker outside of work, mm-hmm. it might not be that you're a better speaker. It's just you've got a different audience.
1: Absolutely, they're, they're better
0: listeners, aren't they? And then when you go yeah. into the work environment with that same skill set to a different audience, that's when it gets you know taken completely differently. So, absolutely,
1: yeah, absolutely. One's a hierarchy, one's about partnership. And, and alignment. Yeah, and they've
0: got different aims and objectives. You know, if yeah. you're the captain of a football team, and you know somebody's trying to get a scholarship, they're going to respond to you completely differently as the as the captain of a team or the coach of the team. To mm-hmm. somebody in business who, uh, you know, he's trying to clamber over you for promotion or something like that, it's going to be a completely different scenario. Absolutely. So you've you've given us some some great insights and some things to take away and think and certainly reflect on. Um, how do people reach out to you? How do they connect to you? And how do they get a copy of of the book as well, or anything sure. else that you have? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, um,
1: it, uh, you know, I appreciate the question because I do get it often and obviously try to make it easy for people to reach mm. out to me. Um, I can be reached and found at my website and that is RhodesSmith.com. That's R-H-O-D-E-S-S-M-I-T-H.com. There they can see and, uh, and reviews of my book intention, as well as find where you can actually purchase it. Um, it's available in the UK and across the globe, as well as uh, not only a hard copy, but also an ebook. Um, The audio book is forthcoming. Um, Also on that site, you can actually see, uh, you will find um, this podcast as well as others, where I've talked a little bit about um, other topics as well. And also as important, I also have availability and awareness for my one-on-one coaching and my group coaching, as well as working with um, organizations. So you'll see updates, um, some quick video clips around what I offer and um, what I actually help individuals expand to do as well. Okay. Um, along with that, I can be reached via social media, um, via Twitter, as well as Instagram. I'm under B underscore intention. And I can be found on LinkedIn as well under Ian
0: D Brooks. Fantastic. Fantastic. And uh, yeah, I love the fact that Instagram has the DrB on there as well. So that's great. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Had to be on Instagram, didn't it? Had to be. Trying to provide a little bit more credibility to it. Yeah, in so uh, I just I just wanted to ask um, a sort of a, a, a final question there. Mm-hmm. Then you you mentioned um, your, your book and, and the website, uh, but you talked about one on one and group. And you know, many, many guests on this podcast have been coaches and consultants and likewise many of the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, one final question just before I ask you to you know, share any other tips that you might have uh, that sure. listeners can take away how has group been for you? Because I'm seeing a lot of people, for me, group is very important because it helps me scale. You know? Yeah, And, and you know, I, can, I, can, I hit a glass ceiling very quickly on one-on-one clients. Yes. Um, what kind of thing would you say to the listeners about group programs? You know, what's, what's in it for them and what's in it for you? Just give us a little bit of an overview of that. Yeah.
1: You know, for, um, obviously, as you mentioned, uh, one of the benefits of group coaching individually as as a coach is being able to scale. But what I also find more importantly, the benefit to my actually participants is actually several things. Number one is that they can actually get community learning. Mm -hmm. My individuals of whom I'm in group coaching with get more collaboration and what they're actually looking for. They're actually learning from one another through different stories, recognizing they're all in the same place but they're all solving and addressing a different challenge or an expanding in different ways. Yeah. By even just listening to others or even asking others questions, they too are then inherently learning from them by their answers and applying it to themselves through their own particular journey. Yeah. I also recognize that one of the benefits for group coaching for my clients as well is that there's not that spotlight. There isn't that dedicated attention,
0: yeah.
1: dedicated all the time to them to actually drive through Yeah, Uh, obviously from one-on-one coaching, it's all about them. It's all about what they're doing and that accountability takes on a little bit different flavor. And so as such, this affords them a chance to go at a little bit slower pace. And in that most of my my group clients are really establishing the foundation of how and what it means to actually transform in a way that really establishes a starting point and then moves forward. Now, my group, my individual clients, on the other hand, are. Ready to be ready for the attention, ready for that dedicated um, moment in time, and now saying, Okay, let's go and let's expand, let's run.
0: Yeah.
1: Whereas my group clients really get that benefit from going a little bit slower and just learning from each other and yeah. offering me an opportunity to expound upon different ideas, as well as again establishing a foundation for them um, yeah. to really build their capabilities in a long lasting fashion. Yeah.
0: And I'm glad you said that. And any listeners, if, if you're considering getting any kind of um, help with your business um, or personal side of things and you're looking at one-to-one or group, um, I completely echo what Ian just said there. You know, as, as his programs uh, attest to, you know, it is the added benefits that people mm-hmm. get from group programs. I completely agree there's a different level of intensity mm-hmm. in one-on-one and group. But sometimes that intensity can actually be outside of the group sessions mm-hmm. when people speak to each other. You know, many uh, group people uh, you know have their peer to peer chats as well. So uh, yeah, you know, uh, take a look at Ian's group programs and uh, yeah, don't don't be f- worried about groups. Groups had a, have added value definitely, and for mm-hmm. coaches, yeah, it's not just about the scale. Yeah. You've got to believe when you're delivering group programs that it brings added value because it certainly does. Mm-hmm. Definitely no, adds. absolutely. Yeah. So if you could give the listeners one tip, one thing to take away and share from today, what would that tip be before we come to the final question? Yeah, I think the, the one tip that I,
1: I, I would like to give people is um, number one, that you're good enough, right? As we think mm-hmm. about coaching um, we oftentimes think there's something wrong. Um Even if you don't do anything else, know that you're good enough. Um, I know I have a coach to this day um, that helped me write my book to help me, you know, do different things from a social media standpoint, because those are things that inherently behaviorally I know how to do. But someone who has been down that path, it can help me navigate it in ways that I wasn't thinking about. And it truly proved beneficial. But do know that you're good enough just as I was good enough before in that respect. But one of the things that I'll leave the group or the individuals with as we think about coaching and development, um, and one of the big things that I'm always preaching, and that is, I've mentioned it many times, is around foundation. And I'll just off, offer a quote. Um, it's by a gentleman by the name of Nicolai Machiavelli in his book, The Prince. It was written in 1532, actually. Wow. And I'm probably going to mess this quote up or at least get <laughs> close to it anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, hopefully I don't mess it up too bad. Um, And it says, he who does not lay his foundations beforehand, made by great abilities do so afterwards, but with great trouble to the architect and danger to the building. And I like that quote because it offers in like, recognize that as we're changing and as we're growing of which we as coaches are helping our individuals or groups do, we're offering a foundation at the outset. So that when we are taking action and abilities, that we've got a solid foundation, because if we don't have that solid foundation of who we are and what we want to do, no different than my leaders, um, as well as individuals coaching, I'm confident they have the capabilities to do it, because we always do. But recognize that it is great trouble to the architect (laughs) and danger to the building. And so it's something for us to keep in mind. And
0: I just happen to appreciate that quote. I love that, and I've written that down because as somebody who has a background in construction and you know, mm-hmm. construction through and through, yeah, that is so true. You know, trying yeah. to underpin a building when it's already up because the foundations are failing is uh, hard work. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So, uh, final question then, Ian, and thank you very much, you know, for sharing all these insights. Mm-hmm. Final question: If you could have your next tea, yes. In a dream location. Now, this is slightly different to what was on the uh, list when you scheduled the call. Okay, and you could have it in a dream location. Where would that dream location be?
1: You know what, my dream location sipping tea would be in Monaco, oh,
0: um, okay. looking over the water. Yep,
1: um, sipping tea with my significant other and friends and family around me.
0: Great. Now, I'll give you a top tip. I don't know if you've ever been to Monaco, uh, uh-huh. but if, you, if you're if you taking somebody who likes to shop, go, go on a Sunday because most of the shops are closed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, well. my wife loves designer handbags <laughs> and designer clothes, and she was very pleased to go to Monaco when we were on a cruise once. And we got to Monaco on a Sunday, and, and it was closed. So we did get to sip tea and coffee. Okay. And she, she had tea. I had coffee in Café de Paris, okay. out on the yeah. square. Yeah. And we sat amongst some pretty famous people, which was quite nice. But I was just so, my wallet was so relieved because all the, <laughs> all the stores were closed. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Um, quite honestly, my, my extent of treating anyone would be for the tea. Anything outside of that, you're on your own. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, well, you, you, need a, you need a
0: mortgage to pay for the tea in Monaco, don't you, So <laughs> hey, that, that is, that is <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for being a guest. Listeners, you've taken so much of value, so much awareness, so much education and accountability to do something. Work on that foundation and don't leave it until it's so late that there's so much hard work to underpin that foundation. And uh, you'll upset plenty of architects and plenty of builders along the way as well. So, thank you, Ian, for giving up your time. It's really appreciated. No, thank you, Simon. Pleasure to be here. And listeners, don't forget: go to the website, grab a copy of the the book, you know, sign up, connect, you know, take everything that Ian has got because there's so much that you're going to take benefit from that you can use in your personal life, in your business, and just give us that website address again, Ian. Yes, it is uh, again, roadsmith.com. That
1: is R-H-O-D-E-S-S-M-I-T-H.com.
0: Perfect. Thank you very much. And it's been an absolute pleasure. Bye for now. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show, too. Thank you.